Big Ten Plus Four is a member of Odd Pods Media and ASAP All Sports All Plays Network. Hello and welcome into Big Ten Plus Four, college sports with a Midwest perspective, blue collar and blue blood. I'm Dalton Shetler. If you're joining us on a visual medium, you can see Tony Hollinsworth there in the middle, Sam Sprunger there on the far end. Is uh, We're going through what is probably the quietest week in college athletics. It's final exams week and I, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I've been kind of lost. I've been yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's what people are hearing in libraries all around. But <laughs> I've been just kind of lost, just kind of wandering around aimlessly without games to watch with the What's Big that, Ten this week. What's that meme of that guy that's just sitting around in those different scenarios, blankly staring all by themselves? <laughs> that's how standing, I feel. Standing yes. in an abandoned pool, just staring at the wall. Yeah, that's what it is right now. What's what's my purpose right now? I don't. I don't what do I do? <laughs> Why do I exist? <laughs> but uh, but well, critical it, time for all of them. Go ahead, Sam. It's, it's 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 kind of like what is it? The one day that there's no major sports uh, scheduled, like in any of the sports, it's the day after the like the major league all-star game or something like that like there's only one or two days period that there's never a a major thing this is like that week for us in big 10 and college football college i don't know there's basketball going but oh god but not really for the most part like right, i mean there are right, many because those. because even though you start your your conference season you've kind of went back to your your warm-up games so the this is that week like you said finals week your, your attendance isn't always the best at games because kids are going home by now, you know? And so, yeah, yeah, I get it. Well, and I, I can tell from the Michigan state side, uh, there's a whole week off. They're going December 11th to December 18th for games. And then on the men's side, they went from, I think the 10th to the 19th. So like, yeah. I mean, they just flat out are, there's no games happening and, and students are knocking out what, uh, uh, still is important in some aspects. <laughs> right, I, we right. get lost in uh, all the money and all the dollars and cents that float around college athletics, but academics still certainly means a lot to the Big Ten, uh, one of the, the premier conferences when it comes to the academic standard. But moving forward, for many of our listeners, it's bowl season. We yeah. have a bunch of different bowls. Uh, we've talked about the the bowl games quite a bit here on the show, but we we now know the the Big Ten teams and who will be in which bowl games. So let's go ahead and start previewing some of these real quick. Can I? Sure. Can I? You you uh, last week your headline um, I believe was about the bowls, or maybe it was the week before. I forget which week it was, but you talked about the excessive amount of bowls. Yep, and uh, that automatically that's going to have to require some five and seven teams. Can we call those the bumper bowlers because like they have to have the bumpers on? <laughs> yes. I, I kind of like that as an idea. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, yeah, you're bull eligible. You're bumper bull eligible. They only get half the prize. You know, the swag bags and stuff. You know, just because you know, hey, six wins is still important. Should well, be. and as 
as we start kind of breaking down some of these Big Ten bowl games, we're going to try doing about four in this show, just for our listeners to know. We're going to aim for three next week, and then yes. we'll, we'll focus on the college football playoff leading right up to the college football playoff. Yeah. Um, but you'll start to notice a theme of if it's not really that important of a bowl game, it's going to be hard to kind of pre- preview anyway because we don't really know who's all playing. I was going to say, that's the big thing is, is we're going to try to do it as best as we can just because we don't know, you know, those people may not play. You know, there's some pe- people that might be intricate to the game that like, oh, all of a sudden they're opting out, you know? so Yeah, you look you look at a lot of players. And I mean, it's been what, over the last couple of days, we've been finding out there's more yep. and more players either and transferring for, for games or coming that, out. You know. And for games that don't count and and yep. and i guess that's the biggest thing and i'm sorry dalton to kind of hijack no your, you're good your start but like the way i look at bowl games that don't matter and there's only two games that matter because there's only four teams playing for a national championship now that's not to say individual schools can't say the bulls matter but those bulls that aren't those semis are obviously just basically exhibitions so the way i look at those is those are the teams that are trying to rebuild for next year now to get to the yeah. point where the other four are. So they're playing a game that if those people decide they're not going to play, that's great. This is essentially a, a really big time glorified practice game, basically just because they're getting ready for next year at this, that bowl game. This, this to me is equivalent to like an NFL preseason game. Like this is honestly to see what does your depth look like? What does your backup defensive tackle look like? What do you know? Do you have maybe a fifth or sixth string wide receiver that you didn't really get to see a whole lot throughout the regular season? Okay. Now what does he look like, you know, here in a bowl game, maybe against a, not necessarily there, or maybe a a team's number one, but more likely a team's number two, number three guy that may be moving up next year. So. Well, and and that's not to to take anything. The the Bulls used to have that gravitas or gravitas that just like, ooh, you're going to the Rose Bowl now yeah. this year, especially since Utah has already been there, and and we'll talk about it in depth. But especially since Utah has already been there since or after uh, last year's game, it's not as big of a deal anymore. So now it is literally one of those that yeah, great, we're going to the Rose Bowl. It's still a great pray, place to play, but we're playing for next year now. You know, it's it, and and you still want to win your game. You never want to lose, but this is a uh, tune-up for next year, which perfectly leads us into the guaranteed rate bowl: Wisconsin <laughs> and Oklahoma State. And the reason to say that is because you both talk about. I mean, really, you're looking at depth. You're looking at next year. Wisconsin has a newly hired head coach and Luke Fickle, who will be there in Madison with this game. But you look at the Wisconsin Badgers. Graham Mertz, the quarterback. He's gone. Keanu Benton, Nick Herbig, all have declared for the draft. So they're gone. Joe Tipman gone. Jay Shaw gone. Tyler Beach gone. Justin Clark gone. Uh, Isaac Garendo gone. Samar Melvin gone. Titus Toller gone. Jalen Franklin gone. Like, that's the attrition that Wisconsin has. And Oklahoma State has 11 scholarship players that won't be in this game because they're already leaving as well. So, again, as we talk about, like, it's just kind of chaotic and a bit of a mess because these bowl games don't have necessarily the integrity that they once did. Uh, I don't know where you begin with this. Wisconsin starts as a favorite. We can open with that. <laughs> but well, and and that, I guess that's kind of 
you know, even making Tony's point a little bit stronger that it's much like a preseason game. Like this, this game, even though Wisconsin was kind of dumpster fire-ish at points during the season, if this were the 22 rosters, so the 2022 rosters that started the season, this would be a really good game, I think. Mm-hmm. Now you're just looking at laundry that's the same as those two teams, and now you're not 100% positive what you're looking at. Uh, I, I I hope to see Wisconsin do something with what they've got. I, I Luke Fickle's not coaching this game, so it's not like you know. I mean, he you can see what he's going to be like uh, on the sidelines. But it's one of those that uh, I'm sure. I I don't know the rules. Dalton is this one of those they ha- even though he's hired, does he have to stay hands off until the end of the season, or can he give direction for that bowl game? I, I it's a good question. I actually don't know how that necessarily works either. If there is the tightrope to walk, um, I know he's personally came out and said that uh, he's going to focus in on this bowl game, not just towards the future, because uh, he's in his mind. It was when he walks in that locker room, there are guys that have earned this this game, this extra yeah. game in that locker room, and and with. He's got to pay the respect to it. And sure. I mean, you, you know what I mean? Like you can't just uh-huh. work all this and then somebody else comes in and just kind of takes that opportunity away. Right. And acts I'm, like just, it doesn't matter. I'm just wondering is there's no NCAA rulings or anything that says, Hey, you're, you're not the coach until the next football season or whatever, or is that he's hired? He could actually coach the game if he wanted. I, I don't know how this works. I'm not sure either. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen anybody do that. Like I if haven't they come either. into a new program. They, cause I, I think kind of like what Dalton said, you know, why would you want to try to come in, implement all your stuff with really a, not necessarily a short amount of time, but not a true full off season with guys that you don't know is going to play or not. And then you're like, and eh, let you, and, and again, like we've kind of pointed out, it's a game that really doesn't matter. Like if, mm-hmm. if it mattered, okay, maybe we see Luke Fickle like, okay, look, I'm going to come in. I'm going to give them a lot of, I'm going to try to go off of what they used before, maybe implement a little bit of my stuff, make it, you know, as easy and as simple as I can. I would. And plus, like, like we said, if it doesn't really matter, d- does it really matter? Or, if, or these games don't really mean much. Does it really matter if he kind of coaches right now? Cause I mean, you're not coaching for anything. You've already got the job. Right, but I, I get I get what Dalton's saying. If you go in and start throwing in new stuff for next year, you're kind of screwing those people that aren't going to be back next year because they're graduating or whatever. And they've and that's what this Fickle goal. said. And yeah, just yeah. just to be clear, not no, no, just me. I, I get that. Fickle I get that. Was. You were you were yeah. referencing what he had mentioned, but like that's one of those that I think he, he's respecting the those guys that that went through this really hard season this year. Mm-hmm. And difficult season and giving them that last song that they get to play. Now, if they opted out, then it's one of those that uh, uh, it's kind of, you know, it, it means nothing to them. So, uh, but there's some that are sticking around that because they don't have a future on Sundays next year, they want to play one more game or whatever. Well, and, and to uh, reference the article that uh, Jesse Temple did from The Athletic, who does a phenomenal job covering Wisconsin football, yeah. um, he said in, in one of the blurbs, uh, Fickle said coaches have not made a decision about who will start at quarterback. Uh, that's with Graham Mertz not playing. If it's going to be Chase Wolf or um, if uh, Miles Burkett will be the guy who gets to 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 play in this game. But that kind of indicates to me at some level that Fickle is involved. I just don't know that he came in and said, hey, we're turning this over. This uh-huh. is my way moving uh-huh. forward type of deal. I'm guessing maybe it's one of those. OK, coach, uh, 
the guy that we would have started isn't here who would you like to get a look at while we play in our bowl game? Well, yeah, and that's, that's that's the thing. Wolf's been a backup for many years. He's an upperclassman. Burkett is is an underclassman. So if you're looking to the future, that oh, would be the guy. And, to put and maybe in. it's one of those. Hey, you put you know whoever in, they'll both get playing time. Maybe I'm sure uh, it's one of those that the this is literally one of those situations where it is it is an exhibition. You do need to do some trying out. But I get Fickle's. Uh, thought process in the same time so yeah as, as gary say like like you guys said he i think he does have a have a say so like okay hey this you know this is who i've got a quarterback this is who i want to look at it makes or, sense hey, maybe that I he would with this guy kind of look and, and it does because like you know like we said he he's not trying to throw everything out there for next year but he, you know when you come into a new coach new system like this okay what what better way to evaluate your players than seeing them actually perform in a game it's like okay now i've got something to go off of with you well and i i just got to thinking you know if the ncaa had like some sort of stupid rule that you know they tried to enact like you know this year or something when and uh said you know uh, an outgoing coach has to you know coach all the way through the season even the bowl game or whatever think about the the, the game scott satterfield would have had if you'd have had to stay at cincinnati and coach and coach them. in his bowl game before going to his new team because yep. he would have had to go out in and try to beat the team that he's getting ready to go coach it would have just been it would have been humorous i think personally <laughs> well as we look at some other big 10 bowl games let's switch over now to the bad boy mowers pinstripe bowl because yeah. nothing screams lawn maintenance quite like the concrete jungle and uh, that's what we have now at yankee stadium yankee stadium <laughs> minnesota and syracuse and for this one, of course, we're still kind of looking at some of those different players, maybe opting in, opting out. We've seen Syracuse before mixing in with the Big Ten, just held on to beat Purdue, which really was Purdue just actively shooting itself in the foot in that game. Minnesota, we we saw start off the year strong, and we said, look out, Minnesota might just win the Big Ten West, then lost a, a, a good chunk of games in the middle of the year before then routing, routing off, I think, what, four out of five to finish the season get for the back Gophers. into contention before the end of the season, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we saw kind of a roller coaster ride with Fleck and the Gophers this year, but uh, going into this one, I believe Minnesota's like a seven-and-a-half-point favorite as we stand currently with the decisions that we know of players. Where do we feel about this? Go ahead, Tony. Go ahead, Tony. <laughs> uh, oh, how do I feel about Minnesota versus Syracuse up in the Bronx in New York? <laughs> eh. I mean, it'll it'll honestly kind of be cool like, venue to watch a game. Yeah, it'll be a cool <laughs> venue. It'll honestly be, I think, what we've really seen out of Minnesota most of this year. Because you think about all the injuries Minnesota had with PJ Fleck, with Mo Ibrahim. I mean, this is really what we've seen most of the year. It's just going to be really another minnesota game you know obviously we'll have some of the starters be tra you know graduating you know moving on i don't know is mo is mo graduating is he moving on i i believe so he's been around for a while yeah he is well i think his son's taking a starting spot next year <laughs> go for a lineup no i i honestly i'd be i'd be shocked unless it's for the venue that he that they'd be playing in i would be shocked if mo plays yeah, because I mean, spending if he, part of the season injured and yeah. and wanting to be ready for the draft, because I don't see even if he had eligibility, I wouldn't see him coming back yet again. I think yeah. it was a big, a big win for the Gophers that he came back this year. 
because I think he would have been very ready for the NFL next. Oh yeah, and I and and I mean, you look at the teams who you know have lost their star running backs or just you know really need a run game going. I mean, Mo would have been perfect. Now again, kind Mm -hmm. of the same thing. Mm -hmm. How much would his health play in a factor? Well, we we don't know. We can just go off of what we've seen at least so far this college football season and. He, he seems to be one of those running backs when he's healthy. He's probably one of the best athletes out there on the field, but he's not healthy. It's it's going to be it's going to be a bad day. I'm well, going to. Oh, oh go sorry. Ahead. Don't mean to cut you off. I was no, just looking fine. up but Mo Ibrahim. Uh, this is his sixth year of college football. So he has to be. So that's a red shirt all four years and COVID. In does, there, does right? it have to be? I well, mean, hang on. Yeah, because I, I th- here's here's the part where I'm ignorant on is so he did have a redshirt his freshman season. He played the next three in 2021. As we know, he had that injury. I don't know if he got an injury redshirt or or not. Um, but if he did, you still would have a covid year lingering around if you would he'd want have, he one could be the super senior. But yeah. I'm I'm assuming he didn't get an injury redshirt because I'm not seeing notice on the website that I'm currently looking at. Yeah. But I mean, I, I guess that's possible. I don't know if he can get two rest. I don't know what the rules are anymore. It's so confusing. But go ahead, Tony. Well, didn't really, they really want to stay? That, well, didn't they say there was a quarterback? I think it I think it was in like one of the lower division one schools, or maybe it was division two, has been in college football for like seven, almost eight years just because of being a red shirt. He got medical waivers that they approved. He had the COVID year. Yeah, he's been he's been in for in like a graduate ever. year. Don't you get five years to play for or to play throughout? I think yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because so I know yeah. you got you got some of those guys that that uh, graduate and then they have to go they go and transfer because they go play in a graduate uh, in their graduate year or whatever. Yeah. Well, and I was going to reference in basketball Jalen Coleman Lands, who was playing in high school when I was still around and playing. Uh, like high school ball in Indiana. Uh, he just finished last year uh, helping Kansas win the national championship. He was in college for seven seasons at four different schools. So, wow. yeah, this is I don't is understand because before it used to be you have five years to play four, and mm-hmm. that that was it. A long mm-hmm. time, yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, well, it's not fair to those people that, you know, maybe have an injury that they can't control. And they're like, Okay, well, at a six year, well, then you throw COVID in there, and and then and that's that's going to be a four year cycle, where mm-hmm. all those athletes, those the four years of athletes have one the extra year. year to boost the. <laughs> the there are literally people going to be here a decade. Yeah, I mean, and we're not going to know why. They're just yeah, look at look at Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett has been is is twenty five, same Love age as Lamar step. Jackson. Still playing in college football, and look at JT Daniels. JT Dansville Daniels asked to transfer again, so he yep. was at USC. He's at Georgia. He's at West Virginia, and now he wants to transfer to a fourth school. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that that's gonna if he's if he's doing it to to up his NFL draft stock, if there is such a thing for him, I don't think he's doing himself very much service because. If you've played five years and are in, you're going for your fourth school. What NFL team is going to want to take you? Remember the Brandon Whedon days coming out of Oklahoma yes. State. Yes, he was what twenty nine. <laughs> Didn't he go uh, play pro baseball first and then yeah. came back and played? Yeah, and then he came back and then that's you have what Chris Wanky winning the uh, Heisman Trophy back in the day. I believe he was twenty eight when he won it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he did the same thing. I mean, it just <laughs> well for for JT, I guess it kind of 
does he want to do college football like he does he want to do the NFL like he's done his college football career be a backup 90% of the time because you look at Chase Daniel Chase Daniel has made like like 50 plus million just being a backup and has Mm -hmm. played like what started like three games just makes an insane amount of money he took Missouri to a very good bowl game and a and a good yeah. a good uh, record his senior year. Okay, he yes, was he a did. very for I believe they went to the the Big Twelve championship game that year his his last year. Well, backup NFL quarterbacks not a bad job in Michigan State Heck country. No. We we reference Brian Hoyer all the time as that <laughs> dude has just made it. I mean, that's amazing. He's only started maybe four games his whole career. He's been with Tom Brady forever at Foxborough. He's just a Super Bowl champ through and through. Yeah, look at, uh, well, look at Kirk Cousins. How did Kirk Cousins start out? Back up to RG3, and then they're like, yeah, RG3 ain't going to work. We'll have this Kirk Cousins kids go out. And then look at what he's done with Minnesota. You like that? He's like $84 million guaranteed. Kirk's like, no, 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 I'm not doing this like over. No, you, you just can give I, me all that money right up front. Can I just say yep. Washington didn't just decide, well, he's not going to work out. They decided that he wasn't going to work out after they pushed him back onto the field with a major knee injury because they were in a playoff game. Okay, so Washington screwed RG3 over and then decided oh you know what we can't use you anymore well let's be honest we can throw that in just a myriad of issues that washington is under seas for right right now, sure but the, in the nfl current <laughs> yeah. topic at hand that yeah, no they, i'm with they, you they they if anything rg3 in my opinion i mean granted he could have said no i'm not ready to go back out there but he wanted to go just as bad as as they wanted him that's mm-hmm. where the the franchise that's supposed to have your best interests in mind should be like well yeah we're in the playoffs but how good are we going to be with a 30 percent rg3 right i will say as a cowboys fan we got way off topic but this is a little bit real quick it makes me so happy and it makes me laugh when you see all the successful young coaches that are getting like head coaching jobs all of them tie back to the 2012-2013 Washington season Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, <laughs> Kevin McConnell, all yeah. of them have been successes and all have been tied back but they all had to leave in Washington. They all yeah. had to leave Washington well, yeah. to become successful. You want to stay in Washington? But anyways, <laughs> enough bashing the NFL. I don't I don't care enough about the NFL to talk too much more longer about it well here so the the bad boy mowers was our vehicle to talk about uh different eligibility issues with the ncaa nfl issues uh we got tony's thought tony likes minnesota a little bit in this game with syracuse where we're still trying to figure out maybe the jimmies and joes that are in the game real quick because we are running heavy sam do you like minnesota as well i think they open again as a seven and a half point favorite I would because they've actually been pretty seasoned this year with uh playing with uh people who were uh filling in for injuries Mm -hmm. so like those guys that are probably going to be playing in this game anyway because of opt-outs or whatnot they're gonna have so so if you're going off based off anything from this last season i think minnesota's got an advantage because they had to throw in so many mo's backup i don't even know who it is but if mo doesn't play he's there and he did well this year not anything mo ibrahim's level but you get what i'm saying so yep uh i would say minnesota in my thought would have the upper hand as well yeah i like the culture isn't bad at all you know no not at all but and 
I mean, who knows? I haven't seen a report yet on Garrett Schrader, so I'm not sure if, if he's playing, right. if he's not playing. I mean, honestly, at this point, it's just kind of waiting. And it's so funny, too, because I've turned the leaf over to basketball season. And so to come back and be like, uh, are these rosters completely different <laughs> than I left them two weeks ago? Pretty much, yes. Yeah, it's uh, something else. So let's move to the second quarter. All right, we got two more bowl games we're going to hit here. We're going to have a long first half before we switch to basketball and and a special tribute before we get on the way out of here. But we got two more bowl games to touch on. Let's go ahead and move on over now to uh, my personal favorite, the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Duke's Mayo knows <laughs> what, how to sponsor and is market it because better than anybody else. Is it else. because of the uh, Mayo bath? Is yes. that what, what you you love about it? Okay, and, fair enough. And, and Duke's social media presence. Like, they get it. They understand, like, hey, we're Mayo. Let's have some fun with this. Let's get ridiculous. Are they Let's better have some fun. than Wendy's because Wendy's Twitter account is amazing. They're hilarious. Well, I haven't Such seen. Savages. I haven't seen Wendy's uh, active. I don't want them coming at me, but go at somebody else so I can see them again. <laughs> hey, but Wendy, it's been a while since Dalton I've seen. Doesn't that. think no. you're any good anymore. I don't. I don't Dalton need that. Shetler. <laughs> at Dalton I like Shetler. the square burgers. I like the Wendy's square burgers at Wendy's. At Dalton Shetler does not think you're good at your game anymore. I am going Don't. to cut this and make this a highlight. <laughs> Don't and believe tag that. Wendy's. Oh no, I heard you <laughs> off Fake air, news. Dalton, talking about <laughs> how, how you just don't like Wendy's and Fake their news. social media ex- uh, existence anymore. <laughs> Wendy's, go ahead, get a bowl game, please. I'll support that too. Oh my gosh, why? Why don't they? <laughs> they would make oh. so much money. Oh, oh because I mean, they already do it for well, what, what was it last year for uh, the Big Ten or not Big Ten? Big Noon kickoff is like they were they were sponsored by Wendy's all the time. Yeah. So I mean, they could do it. They could, yeah. and they could, they'd have a blast. Anyway, with it. another sidetrack well, there. <laughs> well, and shifting back to Duke's, I mean, we talk about the social media presence. I've I've admitted on here many times that Sicko's committee is like my favorite Which Twitter I, account going. I follow now. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, yeah. And and Duke's Mayo had reached out and said, "Hey, we want to we want to be the Sicko's committee bowl." Like, I mean, they they again they get it. Like, they they just they get it. But anyway, well, they're so. Not, they're trying to oversell what they are they're they're a totally accepting of what they are let's have fun with it and oh, it yeah. works it works but yeah. okay so yeah. for the big 10 we have maryland in this game going against nc state now i believe i saw yesterday again as i'm in big 10 basketball mode between men's and women's i'm seeing some football news pile through and rakeem jarrett has decided to go to the nfl draft he will not be playing in this game for the terps he's one of many but the good news is for college park Talia Tungavailoa will be playing in this game for the Dukes Mayo Bowl. Uh, and I think anytime you have Talia out there, you've got a shot. Um, but NC State is no joke. I think coming in at number 23, uh, they get, went to the wire with Clemson earlier this year when they were still going with DJ Uyunglele for a little bit. Um, I was waiting for the bless you from Sam, but we'll move on. Uh, but we'll start We'll start breaking this one down. Sam, why don't you start? Um excuse me yeah uh, north carolina state's not a bad you forget that or not you but you as in the collective you forget possibly these guys were a top 10 team this year Mm -hmm. and granted they're they're, like you said 23rd now but uh the ap is pretty reactionary but to be in the top 10 at any point that means that you've got some some talent and so some things in the cupboard so yeah, NC State's not a bad team. They've just underperformed, or maybe they were a little uh, 
overranked or whatever, but that that is still they're not a bad team. And and Maryland is now is Talia eligible for the draft or does he have to come back next year? Um, another great question. Hang on, let me look that one. <laughs> because what I'm saying, what I was going to say on that one is that is that bodes well for Terp Nation if he's eligible to go to the draft, but yet he's still playing because that kind of lends to maybe he's going to stick around. But if he has to, then. And I believe that is the case. Not a hundred percent sure. Well, I'm looking. He's a redshirt junior, so he he's he could not, go. Yeah, he he could go. Um. And I know in some press clippings, he said that uh, um, it, it's still a decision to be made after the bowl game. He'll sit down and, with his and, family and, and I figure get it that. out. I get that, but to me... <laughs> Which it, at this uh, point is an old-fashioned approach, by the way. <laughs> yeah, no joke. But but my whole thing is, is it bodes well in my mind because of today's climate when it comes to that. Uh, it bodes well for Maryland because he is playing in it. Mm -hmm. okay he either a wants to give it a swan swan song and he wants to go out you know in you know playing in a bowl game or he intends to come back and you don't sit out if you're intending to come back mm -hmm. yeah well you know, and i think so. well and i think to me you know no matter really what he chooses to do if he does decide to declare or not you think about it he didn't really get to play a full season so i mean there's not yeah. a whole lot to see on him at least for this year now there is previous film on him but i mean really for him if you are okay i need to give them as much as i can for what little bit i've been able to play this season but i do agree to me again the way the climate is the fact that he has had an injury you know injured riddled year I think if he wasn't planning on coming back, I don't think he'd play because he. I think he would be afraid of, okay, I'm going to potentially get hurt again. I don't mm -hmm. want to do that if I'm potentially going to yeah. be going into the NFL. So I, I think he comes back. The thing that kind of makes me wonder, though, is with Devin Leary you know, declaring for the transfer portal and being kind of one of the bigger you know, quarterback targets for other you know, programs, you know, what does NC State look like from that? Yes. You know, I agree with Sam that, at one point they were a top 10 team. And I think that that does also include your depth at, okay. Yeah. You know, we think they have a lot of quality guys to go along with that, but it all starts at the quarterback situation. You know, how yep. good can your quarterback be? Cause your quarterback is going to kind of be the, what sets the tone for the rest of your game, the rest of your season. And I'm sorry, yeah. is it too much to ask that the transfer portal window opens after bowl season? Is yes. it really too much? I'm serious yes. because timing wise, I get it. You know, it can't, we need to set this up if we want if we want to hold bowl season to something that it used to be and what it used to be then we need to uh make that transfer portal, portal not open up until after bowl season because all these people that would play normally oh hey we're leaving well you know what play one more game the, it can't all be horrible you know it just really i mean and if it if it is then we well I'm well, it, my old man soapbox. So. Well, the the respect for the bowl games and the integrity is lost. And to be honest, and if we don't it want does it, go on the system. It's not so much on the kids. Right. The system has failed this. The, no, no. the bowl and, is what they used to and be. And that's what I'm agreeing with is, is yeah. you know, the adults make the portal windows. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, like, okay, hey, well, let's take this off the kids' plate because they they need to they need to get into the portal and find somewhere to go because of signing national signings and, and you know and mm -hmm. stuff like that that they've got to get out as quickly as possible and get to their destination as quickly as possible if you delayed everything maybe that that helps but 
let's go our way. Let's make the Bulls at the beginning of the season throughout the throughout the regular season. I like that, but we, oh, sorry, Tony, to jump in, but I was going to say we live in a world now where Jackson Smith and Jigba has a college football playoff coming up, and he's yeah. taking a waiver on it so he can go get ready for the NFL draft. What were you going to say, Tony? Well, I was going to say two things with that. You look at Bryce Young. Bryce Young could declare he's going to come back because he's going to make $5 million off of his NIL deal next season. And then I, I also look at it if – you know, when we were talking about kind of the integrity of the bowl season, I think that's why they also pushed a little bit more for the college football playoffs to expand. Because, I mean, you mm-hmm. think about it now, more of these bowls can be more relevant and again, can generate more money. Now, I know we talked about we think it should be at the beginning of the season and maybe even during the season. You could name a couple of your, you know, your big rivalry matchups, a bowl game mm-hmm. and, and you know, make a lot of money that way. I think that's also part of it is because now, OK, you've got, you know, 12 teams going in. You can have six bowl games that actually mean something and can generate more money. But, you know, like I said, I know we've copyrighted it, trademarked it at Wendy's. If you can help us with that, we'd appreciate it. I'm going to try to, you know, offer the olive branch to Wendy's that we can copyright this. We'll maybe take a little bit of a percentage. We can help each other out. Just saying four for four. Again, four for four. Again, at Dalton Shetler does not think (laughs) at Wendy's is any good at Twitter anymore. Fake news. Um, But but yeah, and I don't want to really want to be just a a Big Ten homer, but to be honest, because of exactly what Tony said, Tony nailed it. We know Maryland has its quarterback. NC State, we don't know what looks like a quarterback. I kind of like Maryland here, uh, which is maybe my segue to where I maybe don't like the Big Ten in a game. The Music City Bowl, where it's just one (laughs) one bass guitar strumming the same note. We have Iowa. We don't have to yet, so they can't. Yeah, they can't do anything. Well, so yeah, it's Iowa and Kentucky. And I was just going to say, so Spencer Petras has shoulder surgery. He's done. Alex Padilla is already running for the transfer portal. We don't really know what quarterback looks like for Iowa in a situation that was already um, kind of mocked. Not kind of. It certainly was mocked by the rest of the world. Uh, I don't know what that looks like against Kentucky in this game. And and by the way, before we start. Third one, right? Before we start the analysis, I should say this is a repeat of last year. These two met up last year. Kentucky won the game by three points. I think it was 20 to 17. If we get that high last year, though, yes, it was the Citrus Bowl. If we get that high of scoring again, let's consider ourselves lucky. But Iowa, Kentucky, now what do you both think? It's kind of funny that uh, this game was the Citrus Bowl, and the team, one of the two teams that played in the Music City Bowl, plays in the Citrus Bowl this year. Ah, oh, little yeah. little swap trade. Yeah. But anyways, uh, this game, uh, Wildcats six hundred and forty-two, Hawkeyes three. Oh, wow, Do you see this being a, a blowout though? I huh? just I, I, you just put the ball on a tee for me right there, Dalton, because they don't have a quarterback. And even if they were to put their third, I, I will stand pat by this. If that quarterback is phenomenal then somebody needs fired (laughs) because if that person was on the roster last year and you let the atrocity of the offense that it was last year happen, you need to be fired. You need to be dismissed immediately. And again, almost like if Iowa would have beaten Iowa would have beaten Ohio state. People should be fired on the spot. As soon as the game's done, if, if, if Iowa wins this bowl and it's because of their quarterback, 
there need to be people fired because where were you evaluating this before? I don't care if Kentucky plays their JV team. Seriously, if you're going to produce more than 10 points with a quarterback that didn't see any action this year, because I don't know of a third quarterback that played for Iowa, was there? It was only it was only Padilla and Petrus and Petrus. So therefore, if they produce more than 10 points against anybody that is of a power five conference football team, you're fired. (laughs) Seriously, it just it doesn't. Oh, golly. Uh, Yeah. Blow out out at least 20 to three. I was going to say, if it's me, my punter. My punter can be my starting quarterback <laughs> and my punter both because it, it's works. really, you know it's what? let's just put on it first down matter. once in a while, Tony. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter who you throw in there. You know, like you said, we don't know if, I don't even know if there, there probably is a third string quarterback. If the, well, there if has he, to be, there I'm, is. I'm guessing they're between a couple of freshmen. Yeah. So, I mean, if it's me, it doesn't really matter. You can throw them in. You can throw the punter in. It don't matter. Honestly, if it's me, I keep the punter in and just be like, look, keep him out there. We, you don't know what he's going to do. Is he going to punt? Is he going to try to go for it? Don't know. Offense is going to be terrible regardless. Here, here's, here's the reason why I am so adamant again about this, Dalton. Let's think about what the uh, Iowa offense produced against South Dakota State. <laughs> okay, That was one of the great games of all time. So they produced hey, three points remember, against that, that defense. They are in the FCS playoffs. They are a they final are an, four team. No, they're, they're absolutely one of the elite teams in, in FCS. I get that. But at the <laughs> same point, when you there's a reason why one team's FCS and one team's FBS. Okay. And so there should just be should just be you know that ability to not and and we all saw you know all well we didn't all see we all remember app state beating michigan back in 05 yep oh seven oh seven that's what i meant thank you um but it uh it wasn't seven to three you know what i mean like (laughs) the the michigan put up points they just didn't put up enough stupid points to keep up with app state if they produce with a freshman against Kentucky, a Bob or not Bob Stoops, Mark Stoops team, and they put up more than three points, somebody should be fired because they should have seen the ability of this quarterback to be able to operate in the offense to score. I'm sorry. I just so, I cannot wrap my hand head around it. Uh, on our way out to halftime, I was looking up the spread and the over-under while we were going through that. The spread right now currently sits... At two and a half, Iowa favoring the Hawkeyes. They, the, they oh, their defense has to be the reason why for that. I oh it, yeah, the they're over going for a three to nothing game. Well, is, the over under is set at thirty one and a half. Like, are they really just discredited? So, because Will Levis is going into the NFL, they really think that Kentucky. They really think Kentucky's backup quarterback is going to be worse than Iowa's mystery quarterback that they're going to have. So they're calling seventeen fifteen game basically. Yes. (laughs) Yep. Wow. Just as we, just as it should be, seventeen fifteen. Let's make that happen. Should go. (laughs) All right. Let's go to halftime. You are listening to Big Ten Plus Four, hosted on Anchor and Streamyard. I'm Richie, a.k.a. Midnight Agent Raw. I'm Devin, a.k.a. Special Delivery Dev. We're the Super Media Bros Podcast. And each week, we give a comedically informative take on movies, music, television, pro wrestling, and much more. 
Check us out at supermediabrospodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else that you can listen to podcasts. Shades on. We're off. Hi, I'm Sam. I'm Richie. I'm Little Matt. And here in the 500 Section Lounge, we are three dads who host a family-friendly weekly podcast. Yep, we laugh, we go on tangents, and we talk to great guests. Tangents? I, I don't know what you're talking about with that. You know, there are gases leaking. Uh, all right, all right, okay. Yeah, we have legendary conversations from sports to history and everything in between. So be on the lookout for what we do next. And always be there to grab, grab a listen. listen. <laughs> Time for the third quarter, so we get the second half underway, and we're going to be rather quick in the in the next two quarters as we we, we mentioned on the fr- uh, <laughs> front end that this was going to be a long first half as we were breaking down bowl games, but we do want to switch over. Like I said, my mind is fully into basketball mode at this point between the men's and the women's side. We want to take a look at the AP Top 25 poll and the Big Ten in it because number one. The Purdue Boilermakers, just like we all had it before the season. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's been a remarkable year in West Lafayette to start things off and and nearly ended up with its first loss against Nebraska, found a way to hang on. But Purdue has looked the best out of everybody else so far in the country the, through the first, what, nine, ten games of the year, ten games. Well, I don't think necessarily any of us – thought it was impossible a big 10 team made it to number one at some point this year i don't think honestly i kind of did okay well i let's say it this this way we wouldn't have necessarily been shocked if a, a big 10 team got there but we weren't necessarily expecting it we were expecting a down year or we are you saying you are shocked at I'm gonna any tell big you, 10 team i was shocked at any big 10 team given okay. the, the the top end talent that went out with the three four lottery picks in the nba draft and given what teams like north carolina had coming back yeah, where yeah. Baycott, black like and, and there's a bunch of those squads i mean houston looks good like with a bunch of top talent like there's so many of those teams with yeah. top end talent and i didn't think the big 10 had that i didn't think they'd be able to get to number one well, because I, of I, that. I, I guess i i'm I guess I'm extremely more shocked that it was per, it's Purdue that made it to one rather than somebody. Certainly agreed with that. I don't know yeah. who it would be, but that, I didn't think that, it'd be Purdue. Maybe, maybe that's the better way to say it. You know, is mm-hmm. I am complete because Purdue didn't start this season ranked, right? No, and then <clears throat> excuse me, they played just well enough to get to what 24, I think, when they went out to Portland, mm-hmm. and that's when they made their huge jump up to number four after or number five after that. Um, but they've just kind of they're, they're still doing everything that they were doing out in Portland. Uh, now, <clears throat> we all know once you get into to Big Ten conference season, when you go on the road, no matter where, if you're a good team, you're going to get more than likely you're going to get that team's best. And, and Nebraska, they beat Creighton. So I'm yep. not going to say that this was a down game necessarily for Purdue. They didn't perform the way, the way they had been. But they, they, Nebraska has performed against top level talent this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I'll I'll be honest, Sam, I'm a little worried for you guys because I mean, we've seen a lot of number one teams go down so far this 1976. So far. It's the thing of the past now. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but, but no, I mean, I do agree. Can we? Right. Can we? Boiler can we give, up. Can we give a little bit of a shout out to? 
I'm gonna just I'm just say his last name, Tominaga, the the guard for Nebraska. He was having a killer game against Purdue. I was watching that. I was like, and I, it was funny. I was laughing. I saw him like come in, do a couple three throws, and they put him on the bench. I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you putting him Let on him the run. bench? Let him run. Did you just do a Seinfeld kind of sound there? What are you doing? What are you did doing? Did have a little Jerry? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um. But no, I mean, I I really am surprised that, that Purdue that Purdue has gone up that high, and I didn't get a chance to do it last week. Shout out to Illinois; they upset Texas, yeah, which was Purdue big for number them. one, just <laughs> to I, then get beat down by Penn State the very yes. next game. I mean, yes. Illinois is interesting, and and the Brad Underwood press conference went viral for the the fart noise he made uh, after that game when asked about uh, leadership on the team. Um, but that's something else, though. Too, I don't think a lot of folks really understand yet. Penn State's a good team. Penn yeah, State you, is yeah. old. You, you talked about that shooters. last week. Hey, uh, honestly, they've got like, age, which it, does do well in the tournament. If I were to guess right now, I think Penn State's going to win quite a few more games. I think Micah Shrewsbury might end up being your coach of the year when this is all said and done in the Big Even Ten. Over, let, let, okay, and uh, and this is not me being a Purdue Purdue homer here. What if Purdue stays two, three in the country, and Penn State is better, you know, and and sits kind of in the six, but Purdue's outperforming what all they were looked at to be this year does that does does matt painter take it from shrewsbury then i I think you might be right if they stay up around two or three but i mean i i mean i'm not holding my breath i'm just saying i was gonna say the big 10 just beats each other up so there are losses coming for everybody sure it just is and that's and that's why i was asking uh, if purdue stays up in the you know that top top five area of the of the poll all season long at the top of the Big Ten for the most of the season, if not win the Big Ten, but Penn State goes, you know what, twelve and twelve and eight or whatever, or you know fourteen and and six. But Penn I'm, State goes fourteen and six. Now what might be Micah? You know what I'm saying? Like considerably, like they're they're contending. They're in the top three seeds of the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. You know wh- who does that go to? Because Purdue's not expect wasn't expected to do be this. No, it's a good point. point at this point. So yeah. that's a good point. And I was going to say Michigan and Michigan, well, Michigan State's second to last game they oh, played Michigan was at State. Penn State and, <laughs> and beat Penn State. Surprisingly, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. And, and but, they but beat up on to, Brown. But they but, lost to Northwestern the game. Yeah, they lost to Northwestern. I was like, what, what, what? This is going to be the football season that we just experienced in the basketball season. Yes. Big Ten basketball is always a bumpy ride, but it boy, is. is it so much fun. So it's much fun. Great. And I do want to mention before we get to the fourth quarter real quick, uh, yeah, and, and Sam has it if you're on with a visual medium up at the top, the other Big Ten teams ranked Indiana's number 14, Illinois number 18, Maryland number 20, Wisconsin 22, Ohio State 23. Currently, Iowa and Michigan State are receiving votes at this time. That's a, so that's that's a big jump from the three that were in the top yes. 25 to start the season. Yeah. Absolutely. Big Ten's looking pretty, pretty good. We'll be talking about that later on as well. But let's go ahead and move now to the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter, we we kind of had a group chat open last night. We're talking about maybe what we want to do uh, here or with this this subject. And we decided at the end we'd take a moment to, to kind of give a, a tribute or a bit of a, a send-off from the Big Ten Plus Four. Um, Mike Leach, 
kind of unexpectedly passed away over the weekend, had a massive heart attack, went into critical condition, uh, was hanging on at the hospital for a little bit, but finally uh, ended up passing away at, at the age of 61, I believe, if memory serves right. Yes. Um, and social media, at the very least, has been just sending its its tributes, its uh, however it can kind of pay things forward because of the stories and, and the national treasure that Mike Leach was. I mean, we're missing one of the most original people that's ever existed in college football. He just was authentically himself. He was a stream of consciousness. I mean, himself, any thought that possibly went through his head, whether it be ridiculous, whether it be whatever, it just came out into a microphone and it always was entertaining Um influential it was impacting he was a voice you listened to and so we figured with the last couple of minutes here we'd kind of go around and and share maybe some of our leech memories or or what he meant to us personally i'll go ahead and start first tony i i this was excuse me this kind of struck me uh shouldn't have with with our alliance to the big 10 but the aspect of knowing what what mike leach was uh, like you said, he didn't have an on deck circle for what his thoughts it was. It came into his brain. And if he had something to say, he was saying it. He mm-hmm. wasn't worrying about whose feelings it hurt. And uh, that, that to me is not that's a good aspect because that's one of those that he's not thinking, OK, how do I say this the right way not to hurt somebody's feelings? And that's not to say he was callous or didn't care. It was it needs to be said this way. So you get an understanding, like him or not, agree with him or not. He made you think when he said something about something of him, of of a topic of importance. Now he had some great lines. Oh yeah, some responses. Uh, there was a uh, <clears throat> a video that ESPN put out of his uh, kind of the tribute, and they asked him about it was after a game, and he's like, "Oh, the the environment's like Woodstock, except for no, everybody's got their clothes on." You know, yes. <laughs> and that 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 is Mike Leach. I mean, you know, in press conferences, they're asking him about if Bigfoot exists and he's holding conversation. Uh, I, I found a, a Lincoln a story by Lincoln Riley. <clears throat> excuse me, that he was talking about his first or, Lincoln Riley. I don't know. OK, did Lincoln Riley work for? Yes. OK, that, right, so this OK, so Lincoln Riley was in his first or second year at Tech. Uh, he was doing some co- work in, co- in Coach Leach's office, and his cell phone rang. Coach Leach's cell phone rang, and he answers it. And he goes, starts talking, and I mean, like having just like a conversation. And Riley says, "You know, normal just short conversations with Mike Leach lasted an hour." <laughs> and he said, "This person, just, they the conversation went, and then all of a sudden you hear Coach go, hello, hello, can you hear me?'" He closes the phone, opens it back up, calls it back, starts and has another half hour conversation, hangs up. And Riley asks, oh, who's that? He goes, I don't know. It was the wrong number. <laughs> like that, uh, that, that was Mike Leach. You know, yeah. I also heard one other one. And, and then I'll, I'll let Tony, you go ahead and go. He, uh, Danny Amendola was talking about when he was at college at, at Texas Tech. They went to a music festival. And they thought it would be funny to call Coach Leach at two o'clock in the morning at the height of the the <laughs> evening. And he said there was five or six of them in the group. He talked to each of them for an hour and a half. Like he cared about his. Those are stories that that's a human being you wanted to know. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you don't have to agree with him all the time. It was just he seemed to be 
one of those people that if he invested the time to put you on his team, he loved you and he wanted to know more about you. He got to know you. He cared about you. That is a coach that is going to be missed. Yeah. And, and I do like the fact that Mississippi state, the, the team did come out and say that they wanted to continue to play in the bowl game against Illinois, uh, for coach Leach would have had kittens if they oh, yeah. said no. Oh well, yeah. And, for, and for not to, I was going to say not to fully jump on, on the ship that Tony's saying, but I saw in that quote from the source or whatever, I think Ross Dellinger was the one who tweeted it out, uh, said that they said, could you imagine how mad Mike Leach would be if we didn't play in this bowl game? The stadium has a pirate ship in it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's, that's very true. It was so fitting, isn't it? Oh yep. my gosh. Oh, yeah. I mean, this, and I'm sorry, Tony, but like to think about that and to think that this happened and to think that coach Leach was a, a pirate nut like mm -hmm. the, yeah he's yeah. absolutely right. yeah, <laughs> Del yeah. Right. and i mean you think about it too he's the original curator of the air raid offense like he's yeah. the one that came yeah. up with that and he really is what set up oklahoma with bob stoops and then i mean and, that's what really took off his coaching career and think about something and this was brought up by bobby carpenter on uh, espn uh you yesterday and I had literally just thought about it. You know, I was thinking about his his process as a head coach throughout his career. He was at Texas Tech. He was at Washington State. And he was at Mississippi State. Okay? Those are all the secondary teams in the state that they, they reside in. Yep. And that kind of fit as Mike Leach's style. Uh, he, he was the front runner to be the Tennessee replacement after Phil Fulmer retired. Uh, something happened to where he, he didn't get that. I forget exactly the whole story. Uh, oh, he had the job offered to him and the AD got fired on the, the flight home. So they, hmm. I believe they rescinded the offer, uh, because the new, the, that's not the way they wanted to go, I guess maybe, uh, but, but he didn't spend a lot of time at big programs. He was at Oklahoma for one season and that was it. You know, he just he he didn't necessarily need that limelight to to shine like you did. Yeah. And and I do want to point out one real quick thing from surprisingly enough, Nick Saban, because I think Nick Saban kind of described it best. And this is one of the few times I'll ever give Nick Saban credit for doing something <laughs> like that. He he his statement was, I thoroughly enjoyed getting to know Mike over the last several years. I never knew quite where our conversations were going, but they always made me smile. And I mean, that's kind of the epitome, I think, of Mike Leach is you really didn't. You never knew where the conversation was going to go, but you knew you were going to have a good conversation out of it. And you knew you were going to have a good time. Well, so. And Ryan, Ryan McGee from ESPN was telling a story. He said he had a uh, an interview set up with Coach and he said he, he kind of knew Coach. And so he was trying to set him up with some stuff like, uh, you know, he's from uh, the the south uh, in like North Carolina area. So but he had like a bolo tie on and he kept fidgeting with it. Ryan McGee did. And Coach Leach obviously noticed. And he said he had 15 minutes to do this interview. He ended up spending almost three days with Coach Leach. <laughs> because after the interview coach leach started talking they started talking civil war history they started talking about this that he ended he ryan mcgee said i ended up spending almost three days with coach leach because of just some random things and he and, and leach even said he knew what what mcgee was doing trying to bring his attention to this bolo tie to to spur conversations and he still spent three days with him like a, a, a genuine man 
It yeah. just just was, and I think that's the best way to put it. And there's all kinds of moments. I, I remember his marriage advice. Yeah, you're gonna yeah. want to elope. That's one of the great <laughs> ones. Yep. This year when uh, he was mad at how the receivers were playing, and he folded up their chairs on the sideline and threw them down on the on the ground was great. But one of my all time favorites, and this is how we can wrap it, is uh, him talking when he was still the head coach at Washington State. If the mascots had a Royal Rumble fight, who would win? And here was one of the quotes, and this just goes again to credit the stream of consciousness we talked about. He just instantly, with the quote, says, well, first of all, what kind of mythical powers does the Sun Devil have? We have to consider that. I'm going to say the Wildcat's out. The Trojan, does he have a horse or is he on foot? Does he have a bow and arrow or just his sword? The Bruin's definitely formidable. Another bear up there, a cow. And it goes on for more and more time. I mean, it's it's worth your time to just spend some time and just look up the Mike Leach videos. That because tells you it's that, that thought process came up in his mind at some just. point in his life. <laughs> and he did the analysis and thought, put that right here for the <laughs> for next question one day. <laughs> it's Mike Leach. It's Mike Leach. He, but, he, was, uh, he was a great he, he was a great guy to listen to. He was one hell of a coach too. I mean, yes. he knew his he knew his X's and O's. And the crazy thing was, is he never played college football. No, yeah, never played it. True. Yeah, he pretty much everything he ever did was through law school. Degree. And then he, he had then a he law got to watch. Yeah, he has his law degree. He has his master's in sports science. But I mean, yeah. you think about it, he learned from Lavelle Edwards uh, at BYU. So I mean, that's that's really where he started to watch everything and followed him everywhere, and that's what got his coaching career started. An incredible man, an incredible personality, and he will certainly be sorely missed among college football. The game, it's people, everybody included. All right, but that's our tribute to Mike Leach. We wanted to make sure uh, that we spent a little bit of time talking Mike Leach. So uh, on the way out the door, Sam, Tony, take it away and let everybody know where they can find us. All right, on the Instagram, the Twitter, and the uh, TikToks, you can find us at Big Ten Plus for Dalton. Tony, spell it out, P-L-U-S plus um what about facebook tony that's the best part about facebook you can save time money effort energy the five e's you can save it all i don't know what the fifth e stands for, but that's what we're going with okay right. you can just put big 10 plus four with the plus or if you want to take the time you can spell it out facebook doesn't matter doesn't care how about okay. that okay find us on odd pods media every week uh we stream at least uh, well uh, during the height of basketball and football season, uh, twice a week on ASAP Network. Uh, then afterwards, if you just have to watch us, uh, our video, you can find us on Spotify and watch our video there. Yep. That's it, Dalton. It's all you all right. now, fella. That's- <laughs> I'll take the baton back, and uh, it, we want to thank all of you so much for tuning in for another edition of Big Ten Plus Four. As Sam and Tony mentioned, there will be some more Big Ten Plus Four later on this week, as we'll really get into some more of the bowls and Big Ten basketball. But a hirings, big thank you too. Yeah, and hirings. Purdue's got its yeah. new head coach that'll well, come up later. Wanna, in the week. We also want to cover a little bit of Wisconsin. You know where they went with their coach, Nebraska. Uh, some of those Big Ten hirings that we've had to uh, endure. So there's plenty more. Make sure you come back and check us out at Big Ten Plus 4. But for Sam Sprunger, Tony Hollinsworth, myself, Dalton Shetler, until next time, so long. See ya. Bye.